Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 363. How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm your personal narrator, Joss Marie. Hey again, and thanks for coming back. Today, I've actually got part two of Mark Manson's post about surviving a long-distance relationship. So if you're new here and missed yesterday's episode, you'll probably want to go ahead and listen to that one first to hear part one. That's episode 362. Otherwise, let's go ahead and hear the rest of Mark's tips and continue optimizing your life. How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Number 3. Make Communication Optional A lot of long-distance couples create rules or expectations that they should have X number of calls or that they need to talk every night at a certain time. You can even find some articles online recommending this sort of behavior. It may work for some people, but I've always found that communication should happen organically and unconditionally. You talk to each other when you want to, not because you have to. And if that means going one to two days without communicating, then so be it. People get busy after all. And periodically, having a few days to yourself is actually pretty healthy, I'd say. When you force communication, two things can happen. The first is that when you inevitably hit days that you don't have much to talk about, or I don't feel like talking, you'll half it and fill your communication with a bunch of filler. Great, now you're half your relationship and spending time with your partner not because you want to, but because you feel obligated. Welcome to every marriage ever. This half communication often creates more problems than it solves. Like, if your partner seems more interested in his tax returns than catching up with you, chances are you should just hang up and try again tomorrow. There is such a thing as overexposure. The second problem that can happen from forcing communication is that one or both people can begin to resent feeling obligated to the other person all of the time. This resentment then sparks stupid fights which almost always devolve into some form of I'm sacrificing more than you are. No, I'm sacrificing more than you are. And playing the I sacrifice more than you game never solved anything. The best way to go is to make all communication optional. Both of you can opt out at any time. The trick is to not take these opt-outs personally when they happen. After all, your partner is not your slave. If they're having a busy week or need some time alone, that's totally up to them to decide. But you do need to use your partner's and your desire for communication as a barometer for how the relationship is proceeding. 
If your partner spontaneously feels as though she only wants to talk a few times a week instead of a few times a day, that is both the cause and the effect of her feeling more distant. That is worth talking about, the feeling distant, not yelling at her for not calling more and being honest about it. Doing this requires something called trust. It's a novel concept and easier said than done, especially when plane flights are involved. But you'll need it if you're going to make it through this. And number four, make sure the distance is temporary. A long-distance relationship cannot survive without hope. And for there to be hope, there must be some possibility that you two will one day be together and achieve your happily ever after. Without that shared vision of happily ever after, everything else will quickly begin to feel meaningless. Remember, love is not enough. You both need to have life visions that are aligned, shared values and mutual interests. If she's taking a 10-year contract working for the Singaporean government and he makes a career dog sledding around the polar ice caps, well, then there's not much hope for that relationship, no matter how much they may love each other. Not only must there be some shared vision of a possible future for you together, but you both must also feel as though you're working toward that vision. If he's in Los Angeles and you're in New York, nothing will kill the relationship faster than applying for jobs in London and Hong Kong. In my second relationship, my girlfriend took a job working in Africa. Meanwhile, I toiled away in the U.S. with no money, trying to get my first internet business off the ground. All hope for making it work was removed from the equation, and we soon broke up. My current girlfriend is Brazilian. We began dating while I was living there in 2012. I left after a few months, and we kept in touch. Both of us were battle-worn veterans of failed long-distance relationships, and one of our first conversations was that if we didn't feel that there was a possibility of us living in the same city again within a year, then there was no point in keeping in touch. Obviously, this wasn't an easy conversation to have, but we had it because we both knew it was necessary if we were going to continue. Six months later, I made the commitment to move back down to Brazil and stay there with her until we could figure other plans out. Long-distance relationships can only work if both partners put their money where their jobs are. Okay, that sounded weird, but what I mean is that you have to make the logistical, life-rearranging commitment to one another for it to have any chance of working. Paradoxically, you end up with this weird dynamic where long-distance relationships force you to make much more significant commitments to a person who you've had far less exposure to. It's like buying a car when you've only seen one picture of it. Is it worth it? This is the question I get most often from readers. On one level, yes, it's always worth it. Because even if the relationship goes down like a Malaysian Airlines flight, you will have learned a lot about yourself, about intimacy, and about commitment in the process. On another level, it's hard to tell. Because when you're stuck in a long-distance relationship, you don't really know what it's like to date the other person. You only have this halfway vague idea of what it's like. Sure, you know their personality and their attractive qualities, but you don't know the reality. You don't know each other's tics, how she avoids eye contact when she's sad, the way he leaves a mess in the bathroom and then denies making it, how she's always late for important events, the way he makes excuses for his mother's unacceptable behavior, her tendency to talk through movies, his tendency to get easily offended at comments about his appearance, and so on. You don't get a sense for the actual relationship until you're there in person and in each other's faces nonstop, whether you want to be or not. This is where true intimacy exists, in the constricted personal space between two people who have spent way, way, way too much time around each other. This intimacy is sometimes dispassionate. It's sometimes obnoxious. 
It's sometimes unpleasant, but it's capital R, real, and it's what determines if a relationship will last or not. Distance prevents this constricted intimacy from ever forming in a meaningful way. When we're apart, it's too easy to idealize and romanticize each other. It's too easy to overlook the mundane yet important differences. It's too easy to get caught up in the drama of our minds instead of the calm and boring truths of our hearts. Can it work? Yes, it can. Does it work? Usually no. But then again, that's true for the vast majority of relationships. And it doesn't mean we should never at least try. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How to Survive a Long-Distance Relationship by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Thanks again to Mark for letting me share this awesome post with you today and yesterday. Long distance is never easy, but hopefully his tips will help make the process a bit more manageable for you if this is the route you decide to go with. And just a little side note, although I narrate Mark's content occasionally here on my show, Justin also features Mark over on Optimal Living Daily. So go ahead and check out that show if you'd like by simply searching for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this one. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks so much for coming by and hopefully I'll see you again tomorrow with a parenting post from No Sidebar, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.